Your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief keeps you informed about what's happening in Annapolis, Anne Arundel County, and Maryland. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and, of course, local weather. Your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Thursday, February 4th, 2021. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Last night at 7, Maryland Governor Larry Hogan took to the airways of Maryland Public Television, Facebook, and YouTube to present the State of the State. The 18-minute speech focused on the needed relief efforts for Marylanders, education, and vaccination. He did close out with a warning of the struggles to come in the coming months as we continue to battle the pandemic. In the meantime, we must continue to take the necessary precautions which keep our families, our friends, and our neighbors healthy and safe. This crisis will not end overnight, but together we will bring it to an end. We will get our kids back to school, get people back to work, and get life back to normal once again. A better future is on the horizon where we can get back to doing the everyday things we all miss, like celebrating with friends and family at a crowded restaurant or taking our kids and grandkids to a baseball game. A better future where our kids are thriving, our communities are safer, and our economy is booming once again. We will get there, but we must continue looking out for one another and continue working together to build that better future. Let's continue to set a shining example for the rest of America by showing that we are Maryland strong that we refuse to succumb to the divisiveness and dysfunction that is infecting our national politics because the bonds that bind us together as Marylanders are greater than all that divides us. We will get through this together, and Maryland will emerge stronger, better, and more resilient than ever before. Thank you. God bless you. May God bless the great state of Maryland and the United States of America. Okay, and you want to hang out to the end of the Daily News Brief. We have inserted the full speech from Governor Hogan there for you to listen to. An Annapolis City Police Corporal is on unpaid leave from his job and charged with dereliction of duty. It's alleged that as a detective, he failed to investigate several rapes in the city and marked the files closed without any follow-up or investigation. We are anticipating that Annapolis Police Chief Ed Jackson will be holding a press conference a bit later today, so you want to make sure that you stay tuned on that. In other police news, the FBI and Anne Arundel County Police have upped the reward to $20,000 for information leading to the arrest of the person responsible for the fatal shooting of Xavier Green in November of 2019 up in Glen Burnie. Police hope that with the passage of time, people may be more willing to come forward. You can get all of the details at ionanapolis.net. And if you have any information, 410-222-4700 or 800-CALL-FBI are the two anonymous tip lines. Some good news for some seniors who might have problems getting a vaccine. The vaccine will come to you. Luminous Health, the parent of Anne Arundel Medical Center, has launched a mobile vaccination clinic to reach subsidized senior housing communities in Anne Arundel and Prince George's counties. On Friday, they did their first one at the Bowman Place community in Annapolis. And along those lines, if you are in a group that can be vaccinated and can't get to a vaccine, the County Department of Aging can get you there if you are a senior. And the Health Department also has some options for you if you are not a senior. Are you listening to me, South County? 
President Biden signed an executive order requiring masks on federal property. The National Park Service has announced that our parks may be included in that order. Masks will be required inside any NPS-managed building, Hello Washington Monument, Lincoln and Jefferson Memorials, and they will be required on their managed lands if physical distancing can't be maintained. That might be like the National Mall on a busy weekend. Just be aware and make sure you tuck a mask or two in your pocket just in case. And finally, as we wrap up the news today, next time you're in one of Anne Arundel County's regional parks, bring along some goods for the food bank. The Recreation and Parks Department has partnered with Right-of-Way Storage to locate collection trailers in the Quiet Waters, Kinder Farm, Downs, and Lake Waterford Parks. Non-perishable food items and some PPE and infant needs are needed. You want to check out ionanapolis.net for a list of those needs. And good on the Rec and Parks for making this happen. Okay, that does wrap up the news for us today. As always, thank you for listening. And if you are somewhere where you can leave us a rating or a review, please do. And make sure you let your friends, family, and colleagues all know about us. It really does help. A quick thank you to today's sponsors for the Daily News Brief, Solar Energy Services up in Millersville, and to the Christy Neidhart team of Northrop Realty, a long-in foster company. It is Thursday, so of course we have Trevor from Annapolis Makerspace here with your Maker Minutes. And as we do every day, George Young from DCMDVA Weather is here with your locally forecast weather report. And don't forget, I have tagged on Governor Hogan's entire speech after the closing and all that. All right, all of that and more in just one minute. Hello, energy consumers. This is Rick Peters, president of Solar Energy Services. Have you been looking for ways to save money recently? Maybe you should consider solar energy for your home. Or are you waiting for the technology to get cheaper? If so, how long are you going to wait? Today's solar costs less than 20% of what it cost 10 years ago. But while solar prices have declined every year, so have the financial incentives. Bottom line, if you wait for cheaper solar, you're also waiting for lower incentives. Take my home, for example. My solar system was installed in 2010, and it's been paid off for almost five years, and I no longer have to buy any electricity for another 15 to 20 years. If I waited for cheaper solar, I'd still be paying an electric bill. At Solar Energy Services, we have thousands of satisfied customers who are sure glad they didn't wait. So what are you waiting for? Sunshine's a wasted. Call us today for a free solar design at 410-923-6090 or on the web at solarsaves.net. Sunshine, sunshine, nothing else can make me feel so fine. When you live near Annapolis, you know how fickle the weather can be. So you need a truly local forecast that's accurate and reliable. Forecast right here in Annapolis. DCMDVA weather is not just for today, but for the rest of the week and the weekend too. Now here's George Young of DCMDVA weather with the weather outlook for today and beyond. Hey everyone, this is George with DCMDVA Weather, and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Thursday, February 4th. Yesterday was a nice improvement after a few days of no sunshine, despite those cold, gusty winds that did gust over 30 miles per hour at times. And today should be another nicer day with lighter winds and highs 40 to 45 degrees. Then conditions change again, with some precip entering the area very early Friday morning, just after midnight, and it could be cold enough at that time for a little wintry mix to make the morning a bit messy out on the road, so be sure to check conditions tomorrow morning before leaving the house. But temps warm up nicely during the day to around 50 degrees, 4 p.m. highs despite clouds and rain lingering throughout much of the day. Ahead of a sunny Saturday, 
with highs in the mid-40s or so. As for Sunday, storm chances now look down at this point as high pressure might be strong enough over the Annapolis region to bump a storm forming to our south out to sea before it reaches us, but that's not a done deal yet, so stay tuned for updates on that scenario. But the really big story is the cold that arrives next week with highs in the 30s Monday and Tuesday before a chance of another snowmaker late Tuesday into Wednesday. Until then, enjoy the sunshine while we have it and get out and about if you can before more sloppy weather moves back in to end the work and school week. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DCMDVA Weather. Make it a great day out there. Stay healthy and be safe and be sure to get our free app on all of your devices by searching DCMDVA Weather in the Apple or Google App Store. And also be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and use our website each day by visiting DCMDVAweather.com so you can always stay weather-informed. Another moving moment from Christy Neidhart of the Christy Neidhart team from Northrop Realty, a long and foster company. Life is a series of moves, from new beginnings to new opportunities to a new place to call home. Hi, I'm Christy Neidhart, and as your goals and dreams change, my team and I will be there with you and for you, making buying or selling a home an easy, safe process. Whether you are looking to relocate, downsize, or find the home of your dreams, you can trust the Christy Neidhart team with our years of expertise to find exactly what you are looking for. That's another moving minute from Christy Neidhart. To get in touch, call 410-295-6579 or visit kn-team.com. That's kn-team.com. Every week, makers, crafters, and educators hold events all over the area. Highlighting some of those, here's our Maker Minutes, brought to you by Annapolis Makerspace. Hey, this is Trevor from Annapolis Makerspace with this week's Maker Minutes. Kittens and Cups, Annapolis' own cat cafe off of Defense Highway, has some fun craft activities sometimes. Like this Sunday, check out their Hugging Cats paint night. Tomorrow, the Creative and Performing Arts of South County, near the All-American Steakhouse in Edgewater, has their first of their February paint nights. Classes are limited to eight people, and they have a kid session for ages 6 through 10, followed by an 11-plus session. At Wild Oak Flower and Herb Farm in Severn, on Saturday, check out their Fresh Valentine's Heart Flower Arrangements Workshop. Make a creative and whimsically fun arrangement for yourself or a loved one for Valentine's Day, including a container filled with beads and lights paired with a floral heart. At the Ray of Light Studio this week, on Monday they have a sketch drawing class, and registration is open for an alcohol ink art and hearts class a week from tomorrow. Classes fill up fast, so register now if you're interested. At Art Farm in Annapolis, they have a few classes currently in progress, but you might be able to jump in. Like today, through mid-February, there's a virtual illustration and ink class for ages 12 through 16. Also today, through the end of February, is a virtual watercolors for ages 13 and up. On Monday, but running through mid-February, is virtual graffiti lettering for ages 11 through 16. And starting this week, on Saturday, there's beat making with the Native Instruments machine software for ages 11 through 16. And registration is open for classes starting a little bit later, such as virtual beginner weaving for ages 12 through 16 as well as a session for adults, using Procreate to create digital murals for ages 12 through 18, as well as introduction to Batik for adults. At the Clay Bakers in Annapolis, check out their wet clay days, making pinch pots on both Saturday and Monday afternoons, as well as a wet clay day making hanging wall pockets, also Sunday and Monday. At the Anne Arundel County Public Library System, enjoy various book clubs this week, such as the Garden Roundtable Book Discussion, Bringing Wildlife into Your Yard this afternoon, Edgewater Library's Co-Conspirators Book Club on Tuesday, and Virtual Cookbook Club, Blind Date with a Book and Chocolate on Wednesday. Tomorrow, 
check out the great movies discussion with Jean Cocteau's 1946 rendition of Beauty and the Beast. It can be watched through the library's access to Canopy with a K. And of course, there's a lot of other programs, including dancing, singing, trivia, and other events at the library. At Unallocated Space in Severn, tonight they have another virtual happy hour. As well as also tonight, there's a beginner-level programming class using the Scratch programming language, where they step through making a game using Scratch. And then on Monday, they have a project night. If you have any questions about Annapolis Makerspace, the Maker Minutes, or any of these events, feel free to email me at trevor at makeannapolis.org. And you can find links to all of these events at the Annapolis Makerspace website, also at makeannapolis.org. And whether you're making art, software, sawdust, or just a mess, chances are you're already a maker. This has been Trevor from Annapolis Makerspace with this week's Maker Minutes. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues, this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis and Anne Arundel County. And don't forget about our website, iamannapolis.net, where you can find even more information. And make sure you follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at IonAnnapolis. This Daily News Brief podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. My fellow Marylanders, although it seems like a lifetime ago, Just a year has passed since we last gathered with members of the General Assembly for the annual State of the State Address. Last year, I spoke about how Maryland was setting a shining example for the rest of America because of our shared conviction that there is no problem we face that hard work, honesty, and courage cannot solve if we work together. Over this past year, as we have faced unimaginable challenges, those words were truly put to the test. But together, we rose to the challenge. And it is because of the courage, the sacrifices, and the strength of the people of Maryland that the state of our state is more resilient than it has ever been before. Just days after the last State of the State address, I convened a meeting in Washington with all of the nation's governors and the federal government's top public health experts, including Anthony Fauci and CDC director, Dr. Robert Redfield, where we received a harrowing warning of the imminent threat of a novel coronavirus that was about to reach our shores. Every single day since that day, we have had to take unprecedented actions that were unthinkable just a year ago. We opened new field hospitals and added 6,000 additional surge capacity hospital beds that we prayed would never have to be filled. We scoured the world searching for life-saving PPE, test kits, and supplies. We issued over 85 public health emergency orders. We called up the Maryland National Guard to save the lives of nursing home residents. Last spring, no state in America had any COVID-19 testing capacity whatsoever. As of today, the state of Maryland has now conducted 7.1 million COVID-19 tests. Just a few months ago, a COVID-19 vaccine seemed like a distant dream. But now, we have begun the greatest peacetime undertaking that America has ever launched an all-hands-on-deck effort to produce, distribute, and administer hundreds of millions of COVID-19 vaccines across the nation. As of today, 
Maryland has administered more than 570,000 vaccines. Far more Marylanders have been vaccinated in just the first few weeks than the total number infected by the virus over the past year. And we are rapidly building a statewide distribution infrastructure as we anxiously await the additional supply that is so desperately needed. We are prepared to deploy whatever supply the federal government is able to produce. Unfortunately, right now, the amount of vaccines being allocated by the federal government is just a tiny fraction of what we need. That is the hard truth, not just for us in Maryland, but for every state in America. I've been urging the Biden administration to take every possible step to dramatically increase the pace of vaccine production and distribution. And we are hopeful that another promising vaccine candidate could be approved by the FDA and soon on the way to us, perhaps even in the coming weeks. And this one is actually being manufactured right here in Maryland. We will continue doing everything in our power at the state level to utilize every dose we are given as thousands of heroes all across the state work around the clock to get more shots into the arms of our most vulnerable citizens just as soon as they are made available to us. And I want to assure you that we will not rest until vaccines are available to every single Marylander who wants one. These vaccines are safe and effective, and they're the result of groundbreaking cooperation between America's leading medical experts and pharmaceutical companies and a transparent and rigorous review process led by the FDA. Getting vaccinated will help keep you, your family, and your community healthy and safe. We urge every Marylander to get a vaccine when one becomes available to you. It will prevent more illness, hospitalizations, and deaths, and it is the best hope for bringing this pandemic to an end. More than 350,000 Marylanders have been infected by COVID-19. Over 32,000 have been hospitalized. I'll never forget the day last March when I had the sad duty to report the first death of a Marylander from COVID-19. Now, nearly a year later, it seems as if people have simply become numb to the daily reports on the number of deaths. But my heart breaks for every single one of them. Each and every one of those victims leaves behind countless loved ones and countless unfinished dreams. We have all mourned lost family members, friends, co-workers, and neighbors who we have lost to this terrible virus. And I'd like to ask you to please join me in a moment of silent prayer for the 7,043 Marylanders, the nearly 450,000 Americans, and the more than 2.2 million people around the world who have died from this horrific global pandemic.
As we've battled against this crisis day and night over the past year, I've sometimes reflected on other challenges we've faced together over these last six years. Like just 90 days into my term, when the people of Maryland rallied behind our largest city, which was beset by the worst riots in 47 years. And 60 days after that, when I was diagnosed with cancer, Marylanders lifted me up and helped keep me, Maryland, strong. Throughout the entire six years since then, but especially over the past year, nearly every day, I've continued to see that very same Maryland strong spirit from unsung heroes all across our state. Our healthcare heroes who've been working on the front lines, showing such amazing courage, compassion, and strength. Like Daisy Solares from Baltimore City, a respiratory therapist at the University of Maryland Medical Center, who's been treating, treating COVID-19 patients throughout the pandemic. Daisy was one of the first Marylanders to be vaccinated. She received the vaccine in honor of her father, who died from COVID-19. Daisy says the vaccine was a step forward at healing for her family. All the small businesses who have had to make difficult changes to continue serving their customers safely and to keep their workers employed, like Route One Apparel, the pandemic hit their business hard and they were struggling just to hold on. And then owner, Ali Von Paris, decided to start making masks and pandemic-themed apparel. So rather than having to lay people off, they were able to actually hire even more workers and to give back by donating masks to frontline healthcare workers. Our incredible teachers who have adapted to the challenges, like Tina Baker, a special education teacher in Carroll County who works with autistic students every day and who has had the courage to provide in-person instruction since September so that her students won't fall behind. Tina's superintendent says she does whatever it takes to support her students. Our essential workers in grocery stores, pharmacies, supply warehouses, and in transportation who have worked day in and day out to provide the goods and services we all depend on. Our farmers and watermen who have kept our food supply chain functioning smoothly. And the citizen soldiers of the Maryland National Guard who have helped build hospital capacity, administer COVID-19 tests and vaccines, and to distribute millions of meals to hungry kids. And when our democracy itself came under attack, they were the first to arrive to protect our nation's capital. We will never know all of the individual acts of courage and kindness that have powered our state through this crisis. But it is clear that the people of Maryland have stepped up and been Maryland strong. We have taken unprecedented executive actions to help those impacted by this pandemic delivering more than $700 million in emergency state economic assistance to struggling families and small businesses who needed it most, grants for hard-hit restaurants and small businesses, the layoff aversion fund to save thousands of jobs, support for farmers to keep the food supply chain going, 
direct assistance for struggling families, incentives to help keep people in their homes, expand affordable housing, and to support the food banks who are helping those truly in need. It has made a tremendous difference, but now we need legislative action. Our top legislative priority is the Relief Act of 2021. This emergency legislation will provide more than a billion dollars in immediate tax relief and economic stimulus for struggling Maryland families, small businesses, and those who have lost their jobs due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Tonight, I am once again calling on the legislature to pass this bill and get it to my desk as soon as possible so that I can sign it into law and so that it can take effect immediately. There is absolutely nothing more important for the legislature to do, and Marylanders simply cannot afford to wait. But short-term emergency economic relief isn't enough. We also need to lay the foundation for a strong, long-lasting economic recovery. From 2015 to 2020, we achieved the greatest economic turnaround in America, with more businesses open and more jobs created than ever before in the history of our state. And I have no doubt that we can and we will do it again. I ask that my partners in the legislature help us make it more affordable to live, raise a family, start a business, and to retire here in our beautiful state. Lifelong Marylanders are moving to other states for one reason, our state's sky-high retirement taxes. We cannot let this keep happening. So once again, we are proposing more than $1 billion in tax cuts for every single retired Marylander, which will help keep tens of thousands of Marylanders from fleeing our state. Now more than ever, Marylanders need to be able to keep more of their hard-earned money in their own pockets. In spite of the national economic distress, for the seventh consecutive year, our FY 2022 Maryland budget is 100% structurally balanced, with absolutely no tax increases, with no layoffs or furloughs of our hardworking state employees, and without cutting any essential services for Maryland citizens. Maryland has not had a single tax increase since I was elected governor. During this time of unprecedented crisis, we need to be lifting people up, not dragging them down. The last thing Marylanders need is higher taxes, and that is a guiding principle of our economic recovery budget. Our budget provides historically high record funding for K-12 education, public health, and crime prevention not only to address the visible consequences of COVID-19, but also the often unseen toll it's taken on our communities. Every single child in Maryland deserves a world-class education. That's why we are proposing that every school system receives more funding, regardless of declining enrollment figures. And we are expanding investment for full-day pre-K, targeted tutoring, scholarships for deserving students to attend non-public schools, and we are proposing the largest investment in school construction in state history to bring every single one of the state's schools into the 21st century. It is critical 
that we give our students the chance to get safely back into the classrooms. During this entire crisis, we have always followed the science, and the science is clear. Dr. Fauci, Dr. Scott Gottlieb, the experts at the CDC, and the American Academy of Pediatrics all agree that schools should be reopened and that they can be reopened safely. I want to commend all the teachers, administrators, parents, and students who have adapted under difficult and trying circumstances and have already shown this is possible. It is time to get our students back into the classrooms where they belong. Even during the toughest moments of this past year, I still remain incredibly optimistic about the resilience of our people and the future of our state. After the longest and most difficult year anyone could imagine, I know that Marylanders are frustrated and completely fed up with this virus. Believe me, no one is more eager than I am to put this pandemic behind us. We all desperately want to return to our normal lives. But no matter how difficult it is to hear, you deserve the truth. The truth doesn't know party affiliation. It doesn't care what any of us think or what we want. Some of the problems we face today as a nation are because politicians ref refuse to tell the hard truths when it doesn't fit their agenda. But I have always been a straight shooter. So here's the truth. Getting a vaccine to everyone who wants one will be a much longer and much more difficult process than any of us would like it to be. It is going to require a great deal of patience for many months while states continue to push the federal government and the manufacturers to increase the production and to drastically increase the allocations they provide to the states. In the meantime, we must continue to take the necessary precautions which keep our families, our friends, and our neighbors healthy and safe. This crisis will not end overnight, but together we will bring it to an end. We will get our kids back to school, get people back to work, and get life back to normal once again. A better future is on the horizon, where we can get back to doing the everyday things we all miss, like celebrating with friends and family at a crowded restaurant, or taking our kids and grandkids to a baseball game. A better future where our kids are thriving, our communities are safer, and our economy is booming once again. We will get there, but we must continue looking out for one another and continue working together to build that better future. Let's continue to set a shining example for the rest of America by showing that we are Maryland strong, that we refuse to succumb to the divisiveness and dysfunction that is infecting our national politics. Because the bonds that bind us together as Marylanders are greater than all that divides us. We will get through this together. And Maryland will emerge stronger, better, and more resilient than ever before. Thank you. God bless you. May God bless the great state of Maryland and the United States of America.